Dude, I used to clean the bathrooms at Dillard's in the mall, and women are disgusting. One lady, really? she had um, a miscarriage in the bathroom. Whoa. Yeah. Next, Whoa. In Sephora, or next to Sephora Whoa. at the mall, 2011, 2012, some lady was like, I'm sick, I'm going to the bathroom. Then she came out, and yeah. To clean up the blood. She came out. No, 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 no. You don't say it. She came out. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you gotta explain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got 20 on my feet. Yeah. Huh? That ain't the baby. That's my baby. Hey, who you? Bitch, it's the baby. What you heard about me? Huh? I put that nigga up. Now niggas acting nervous around me. Yo. I'm in the rental truck. Sticked up like Walker, Texas Ranger. Bitch. I'm on my grind like fuck a bitch. I get some pussy later. Huh. Don't even call my phone. You used to be a hater. Huh. Could've fucked your bitch, nigga. Yeah. She made my dick so. Huh. I left from the jail. Had like 336 missed calls. <laughs> oh, they want to check on me now. <laughs> you don't really love me, admit it. Bitch. I'm with a bitch from the west side of town. I like huh. my hoes ghetto and pretty. Huh. I got that on and I pull it out now. Bitch. You ain't the only one with it. Boom. I'm trying to go get the cake for my daughter like it's a birthday. Can you dig? Can you dig? They tell me they like how I do my little dance. I can't really dance, I'll be jigging. And I'm about to hop on the flight out to Cali. Free Dodgeman, they got him in print. I gotta go sit down and meet with a label. They better be talking some millions. And if not, I go check on the price of the pounds. Blow it down and fly back to the fuck? city. Like, fuck it, let's get back to work. Okay. Little kid said, a bitch, I'm a flirt. Mwah. Nigga, play with my people. I gotta get even. He might as well pick out a shirt. Yeah. Like, check this out, listen to me. Hey, look, that's where your picture gonna be. Ah. They know I'm a dog. And I'm off the leash. Flick off the bitch like a flea. You gotta get out of here, Jack. Get out. See a broker and act like I'm blind. What you do? Georgia, Georgia, I cannot give you a dime. And then like Atlanta, I came out of Charlotte. You know that shit took me some time. Okay. And I hold up the family you wanna be meeting. You better go get on your grind. Yeah. What you gonna say at the Grammy? Shout out to God and my daughter and shout out my mom. And oh yeah, bitches the baby. Episode 120 of the Relatables. We're back. It's Sunday. Boom. Lot, lot of shit going on in the sports world. Lot of shit going on in the fight world. Just a lot of shit going on in the world, as always. I'm Zach. I'm Dean. And we're your hosts of the Relatables Podcast. We're back, and baby. We're um, what do you want to get into first, man? Let's, uh, let's try not to interrupt each other a lot this episode. Uh, we did a lot of uh, the last episode. So whenever I get done talking, you talk. And whenever you get done talking, I'll talk. And that'll be That's the way we do this podcast, this thing. And uh, what do you want to get in first? We got we got Tiger Woods. We got NBA playoffs. We got Dustin Poirier. We got motherfucking. I say we do fights first, <coughs> then Tiger, then basketball. Let's do it. The fights last night were crazy. One of the greatest title fights ever between Israel and or Israel Adesanya and Kevin Gastelum and Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier. Both of them were amazing. Man, the second one was crazy just because of the blood aspect, but the first one was just like knockdown, drag out. One of the greatest fights I've ever seen. Bro, it was insane. Like Gastelum was kind of giving him the business early. He really was. And then Israel figured it out and just was piecing him up. Man. And that spinning elbow to the forehead – just, ugh. Dude. It was insane. That was that one sent him over the top is like, this kid's going to be a star. He's battle-tested. Right. No one can say that, oh, he has, he's had, like, easy victories. He's faced easy opponents because that, yes. uh, that was hard fought. Yes, man. That was, that was the heart of a champion right there. Man. He's undefeated. He's, people are already talking about him as the, kind of that next Conor McGregor. He's just got the hype, man. Young and hungry. 
or that uh dare my may i say next john jones next Go. john he Go. says he wants to get that fight but i think he needs like two or three more title defenses before he starts chasing multiple belts yeah. wait I what is a popular weight? thing to do what is his walking weight because he he came in underweight like the the weight class is 185 right yeah he came in weighing um, 183 so like it's not yeah. a hard weight cut for whatever he is right now for 185 so yeah like, yeah what? maybe but i don't know man john is another john is on another level i feel like that's where kevin gaslam was kind of giving him the business early of just like israel has a lot of kickboxing kickboxing experience but like kevin just has mma experience yeah and just like I don't know, but as soon as Israel figured him out, he started piecing him up. But John's just got straight up experience, bro. Dude, he is. Kevin just kept coming forward, and like you were yes, like, "Don't do that." But then him. he just put his head down and just fucking. He came in with that like that short left because like once he got in there, he was just like, "I'm gonna swing," and he connected mm-hmm. a couple times. Man, crazy. Fight. Yeah. Dude, yeah, Israel's beat up afterward. I was thinking, like, dude, if it goes to the store card. After that Alan Joban fight where he kind of got robbed, I was like, bro, anything can happen tonight. Anything can happen. Yeah, I thought um, for the Dustin Poirier fight, I thought Max got the decision. I mean, Dustin Poirier I definitely – he had the he had the damage, but Max won more rounds. You know yes, what I mean? and that's what I was saying with people I was fighting with or, like, watching with, like – Dude, that blood makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to forget how good Max is doing because he's leaking like that. Yeah. Max was tagging him the whole time. Like, there was no time in the fight where he was, you know, he wasn't striking. Mm-hmm. Poirier just had bigger, more effective punches, but. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That blood, especially that one knee. Um, oh, yeah. That just split his forehead open. Mm-hmm. His shit was yeah, hanging was on. I, whenever they like went um, like in between rounds, like I thought they weren't gonna like stop the bleeding, and they basically yes, they just I know they just threw shit in there, and like the first strike in the next round, like it opened up. But man. yeah, like one jab and it was off. You just throw some Vaseline on it and hope it stays. But yeah. sheesh, dude, what warriors? Yeah, if you guys what have access warriors. to watch those fights, go back and watch them. Fucking insane. Yeah, shout out to everybody on that card. Um, you know, that's what the, uh, those are the kind of fights the UFC needs. Wholesome, just healthy, good competition. Except to say there was not a lot of ground shit, a lot of stand and bang, but I enjoyed it. It was yeah. a good fucking card. Do you think that's going to be the norm though? I mean, there will be some ground shit, obviously, you know, the Khabib's, the, the, um, the Damian Maya's, whatever. But do you think it'll just like, they'll be pushed more to go towards the ground stand up shit, especially be on ESPN to bring in new fans? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to have to try to make it, keep it exciting. I mean, Alan Joe getting booed for not pushing the action. I feel like they're going to, the exciting fights are going to be those brawls. It's going to get back to just kind of that kind of style, I think. That's what sells yeah. fights. Shit was fun to watch, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. It's a good. It's a uh, good. Yeah. But um, shout out to those new champions. Coming off that, I think it happened out like literally hours ago. Tiger Woods. Man. <sighs> I woke just... up to the news. I woke up a little earlier and then took a nap and woke up to homeboy getting the green jacket. God damn. Dude, he – I think there's going to be documentaries about him, you know? Yeah. Just full circle. I, I don't know if Will Smith plays him or what, but <laughs> uh, someone's going to nail that one. What a story, man. 14 no, years just, removed from winning the, the Masters. Came back, did it again. 
Yes. And to start so young and to go through the whole marriage issues and the comeback a champion and that's that's a that's a good one. Yeah, it's crazy. His, his uh, first one was in 1997. It is 2019, April 2019. Good it's 22 Lord. years of just plugging away. I'm like, all right, like I got some wins and fell off, and people hated me, and now people love me again. Yes, like oh. that. Yeah, not even like winning, like just being accepted back into the sport again, and people just like, you know what? He had his marital problems. He he kind of served his time out of the spotlight and. He's a good I feel like dude. if there's any poster sport for, for marital problems, it's probably golf. You know? <laughs> I feel like that's the sport where if you're having trouble with your marriage, you lean into golf. <laughs> you could just be gone all hours of the day. Yeah. Come home Playing drunk. Playing two 18s. Yeah. <laughs> just come home sloshy and tan and got raccoon eyes and living the dream. You know, that's pre-divorce sport right there. It really is. Pre and post. So women, if any women are listening to the relatables, if they, he starts playing golf a lot more, that's a telltale. Yeah. Rock. Start, giving, start telling less stories and giving more blowies, you know? So save a marriage. Man, I wish I would have put money on Tiger. His, Do, doesn't his, everybody? His odds were so good going in, like, as far as, like, betting-wise. Really? Man, that would have been a, such a good line. Yeah. I heard so. I don't know how much he put down, but I saw some guy was like, if Tiger won, he was going to win $1.2 million. Jesus. Wait. <sighs> that Yeah, that might have been the same bet line I watched. Because one of them, uh, one guy was betting on Brooks Kopka, Kopka or whatever. Yeah, Kopka or something. Yeah, because everyone thought he was going to win. He put a lot of money on him. And another guy put like three grand on Tiger. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah. No, no. One guy put 80-something grand. Eighty-five thousand. That's what I'm saying. Those are big money bets. Yeah, that's a mortgage bet. That's like that's like you're pulling money together for other people, though. Like you. Yeah, got I'm pulling my stocks. Like I'm pulling all my fucking Disney stocks, and we're going in on Tiger this weekend. Right. Just why not? You know. I got stage yeah, why not? four. You know. We went. We had a big weekend in Disney. They released their streaming service. I'm feeling good. You know. I'm young. First quarter went well. The Masters, Game of Thrones, babe, I'm going in. Yeah, dude. And um, I just hit 1.2 million. Better puts $85,000 on Tiger Woods in record wager for one casino. And the casino almost didn't take it. He uh, it was 14 to 1 odds. Bet. Yeah, 14 to 1 odds. That After that dude. bet, it lowered it down to 10 to 1. Dude. Yeah, the casino's like, that- dude, if we start paying out like this, we fucking lose. <laughs> This is three days ago. Said so the outrageously large bet would yield a payout of one point one nine million dollars, the largest single payout in history. Damn that casino! Yeah, wow. Dude, <laughs> look how ballsy it is! That's fourteen to one odds. You're literally throwing your money away. Can like, you imagine? You, you got, imagine you have to being be like, like the his sport. massage therapist. Yeah. Right. Being like the the betting manager of that casino and just watching it the whole time, like, oh shit, he's twelve under, so is the leader. <laughs> oh shit, if you make this fucking putt, my my job is gone. <laughs> I'm uh, done. I'm fucking I'm done. done. <laughs> yeah, initially they thought it was uh, an eighty five dollar or an eighty five hundred dollar bet, and the guy was like, nope, this is eighty five grand. Eighty five thousand. <sighs> Damn. That guy had a good money, Sunday. baby. I got a real. That guy has a good uh, next twenty years. He's gonna have a good little bit. 
I mean, if you have uh, eighty-four thousand to blow on fourteen to one, you probably have some other money floating around. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that wasn't all his money, or or it was, and he's just a savage. <laughs> <laughs> his wife is just a nervous wreck. Or this is what I was going to come up to before. This is the conclusion I came up with. Like, what if there was some collusion and Tiger's in on that? And this will be part of the documentary later. <laughs> Ooh, what if this was one of the husbands of the affairs that he was in? And he was like, bro, I don't want a settlement, but how about this? You give me the masters and we call it even. You, you win me the masters? <laughs> Man, that's so awesome, though. Good for him. Good for Tiger. Do you think golfing's corrupt? No, I don't. I think it's too hard to be that. I don't think you could sway like that, especially if like if their scores were like three shots behind or four shots behind. I'd be like, yeah, maybe they're kind of throwing it, but it was it was but a one shot close. lead. Yeah, it was way yeah. too close. I don't know. There's a lot of money in golf, though. A lot of money. Yeah, but there's also a lot of prestige. I don't think golfers would just throw matches to to win money like that. It's the Masters. It's not like the fucking, the, the AT&T Classic, you know? Like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Steve's Dude, people Hyundai People cheat in the Olympics, bro. <laughs> right? What are you talking about? I don't know, man. It's not the AT&T Classic. You know what I mean, though. It's not like a bullshit tournament. Like, there's. It'd be like. Yeah. It'd be like uh, LeBron or. Who, who, like, it'd be like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Throwing Game Seven of the National or the uh, the Finals, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he but wants if it was to, to get his family to America, what's up? But what if it was like, bro, we can get your family to America? You throw this game, he'd be like, "Fuck my family." <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he talks like that. Fuck those motherfuckers. He doesn't talk like that. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah that, I don't know. That leads us into. The NBA playoffs. They're yes. back. They're and, back, uh, baby. You got, a, you got a favorite? Um, I mean, my brain says just Gold State Warriors, obviously. But my oh, heart, my I want the Bucks. Okay. I want heart? the Milwaukee Bucks. I want the Milwaukee I like Bucks. I, I like the Gianna story. Yes. He's my ah. favorite player right now, by far. Like, just his, like, the way he plays on both sides. He's just, like. His heart's into it. Like, he's about the game, you know? You sound like a girlfriend right now. Really, dude? Like, I read it. The way he plays, his heart. (laughs) His balls. (laughs) His beautiful skin. I just always, every time I see him, he's always running. Um, Yeah, man. But no, he, I definitely, that's that's my favorite, though, for sure. Yeah? Yeah? For the playoffs, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I like certain players. But overall, I'm rooting for him. Like I want, I want Damian Lillard to do good. I want James Harden to do good. I want Russell Westbrook to get his like kind of do. So I want people who can like do it. But I'm really pulling for Giannis just because I feel like he's doing it the right way. You know, right? He's just all in, and you can tell he loves playing. He loves the the city. You know what I mean? He's just like that guy right now. I need to get he's... a poster. I need to get a Giannis poster. Would you ever get a jersey or are you over jerseys? I would never do a jersey. I've never bought a jersey. What about a, a Bucks hoodie or a Bucks shirt? Mm, a Giannis. If it had like, no, like I could If he had his own brand, like a Giannis branded shirt. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd do that. Just support them. But okay. never a jersey okay. with some dude's name on the back. No, I can't do that. Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, hockey jerseys are almost like fucking jackets. The hockey jerseys are kind of cool. Hockey jerseys are for fat guys who want to not show off how fat they are. That's all <laughs> hockey jerseys are. <laughs> you're not wearing pads. That's why you look like a hockey player and you're right. wearing a hockey jersey. <laughs> are, you, are you ready to check in? Or are you ready to fucking get a gym membership, dog? <laughs> Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jerseys so. are a thing of the past. So that's your um, team too. That's your uh, your heart team. I, I mean, mean, everyone knows Golden State Warriors probably gonna get it and get it in five at least in the finals. So. Yeah, man, they're just they're fucking crazy what Golden State Warriors are doing. But the Bucks, I just feel like they, I don't know, they just got the heart. They just got like that chemistry of like we might not have the best player at every position, but like. We are the best at doing our jobs and and getting it done. Yeah, speaking of getting it done, Orlando stole Game One in Toronto. That was crazy. I yeah, watched that. That was pretty big. That was pretty big. Yeah. Shout out to um, uh, fucking DJ Augustine. What a shot! Yeah, to seal the game. Put it over Brooklyn. The edge. Brooklyn stole one in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is so hot and cold. You know what I mean? Like I can't. I don't. I don't do the Sixers. I mean, they're fun to watch. I when love they're Embiid, on. but I feel like honestly, I feel like Giannis has almost taken some of Embiid's shine. You know, Embiid mm. used to be that guy, and yeah. and then Giannis just kind of slowly, humbly, just surged over him. Yeah. How do you feel about the whole phone gate thing? The whole phone on the sideline. Checking Dude, out I on his heard daughter. that his daughter. Yeah, I know. I heard like that was his daughter, and Doris ended up going in on him. Not, yeah. not a good look. Not a good look. I don't like Doris Burke. Really? I feel like she just. This is me being sexist and misogynist, but Uh-oh. she just this tries is the diversity to be, card, huh? Tries to be too dudeish and just like uses like you know how everyone says like bam or. Like they have little catchphrases. Like she just like do your own thing, lady. Like don't just tries to be one too much of one of the guys. Yeah, I feel like she's old. School, she's old school reporter though. Before women could be women, you had to to be one of the guys to be accepted. And I feel like that's Doris. Doris opened the doors for for fucking Rachel Nichols. Mm. God, Rachel Nichols is so fine. You know, there's no Rachel without Doris. Even post kid, like Rachel Nichols is just like, she's sexy because she's so with it and so present, and like she, like she, you can tell like her and the athletes have like a cool rapport. You know what I mean? Like no one's ever like there's no there's no rumors of like Rachel Nichols ever fucking like an NBA player. You know what I mean? No, like, but there are rumors of of Rachel Nichols always wearing business skirts to interviews. Hmm. Not always, not always wearing office pants to interviews, Rachel Nichols. You know, uh-huh. I will say that. You know, always does have a tight cross on those legs. Yeah. No, no conservative leisure shoots, leisure suits. No, no. You know, that's how I, that's how you can tell what what the true intentions are when you go to one of those sixty minute late night. You know, the the LeBron James one on ones. What are we really doing here? You know, are you wearing the low cut cleavage or are you trying to ask the hard questions? Mm-hmm. You trying to you trying to rope my boy up into something? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you trying know? to trying to honey dick him? You're trying to honey dick my boy. Mm-hmm. And I mean you, it'll happen to the best of us. Are you trying to basic in- instinct leg cross, show a little poon? 
You know what they'll, I mean? They'll do like right leg over left, and then like, oh, that left cheek's getting a little tired. I'm just going to switch my legs up, and then, you know, no, 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 I see what you're doing there. Don't, don't be <laughs> subtle. Don't be coy with me, ma'am. Oh, man. Good times in the NBA, in all sports. <laughs> I never realized spring was such like a, like a sports-happy time. You think football in the fall, you know, you know the the Super Bowl in February, but springtime is it's kind of litty. Springtime is for and I I I mean I don't even really follow hockey, but hockey playoffs too. Dude, that's the only hockey I can watch is playoff hockey. That shit is raw. It's yeah, it gets once it gets down to like the finals, you're like, okay, hockey's the most legit sport out there. But like really at the beginning is, of the dude. season, you're like, wait, hockey's on? Oh, <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. Hockey is hard to watch if there's no like stakes. Really, have you ever seen three on three hockey? That shit is. That's real. overtime, right? Or like All Star Weekend? Yeah, All Star Weekend type thing. I think they should have like its own league, like a three on three hockey league, like the AAF for football. I think what they should do is I don't know if you'd have to have retired athletes or people in their prime, but they should have like a a show for like crossover athletes. So like get like the best NBA players to play hockey. And the best baseball players to play basketball and, like, see how they do. It'd have to be, like, a neutral sport. It'd be cool if, like, they did it with, like, if they had, like, a dodgeball league with all former pro athletes. You know what I mean? Or um, something where, like, because an NBA player is not going to play hockey. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to come over and, like, get on skates and try to learn hockey for a year and, like, be good at it. It's going to be – it's not going to be fun to watch. Same with, like, hockey players Mm. going to play basketball. Like, it's just going to look goofy. But if it's, like, a, a neutral sport, like, they go and play tetherball, you know what I mean? Like, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just have super athletes merc on fucking, like, nerd sports. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, foosball or some shit. <laughs> That'd Ooh, be fun. that could be good. Um, speaking of, like, the like the crossover athletes, there was a guy last night fighting. He used to play for Alabama. He was on one of their national championship teams, and he looked ridiculous. Like, he was raw. Forgot his name. Bro. He played in the um, 09 championship. I think it was on the, the prelims. But he looked good. The prelims. Remember I was flipping through. Yeah, he was on the prelims. I do remember like, some. Uh, I don't know. I'll look him up. I'm going to say I'll you'd have to up. look him up. But I will give a shout out to fucking Khalil Roundtree, bro. That yes, the, the black that dude who was throwing those Muay Thai kicks, bro. That was insane. He was yeah, chopping turn homie's that leg dude raw meat. down. Yes, dude. Yeah. He's probably so sore today. Dude. This is fucked I, up. <laughs> that was, like, tough to watch. Like, he was just digging in, and the guy wasn't checking him, and he wasn't switching stands. He was just. Yeah. At least switch your leg out. Like, yes. I, I, get, I, I get it, though, if you can't punch. But he couldn't punch on that leg. Like, he couldn't put any weight on that leg. Yeah, dude. That was. Ugh. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Even Joe Rogan was like, he's so mean. He's eating so mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, those are lightning quick and just fucking brutal. Yeah, but wow. evidently he went to Thailand and did some Muay Thai over there. Yeah, dude, it shit. showed. It yeah. showed. In the beginning of the fight, how he was moving, I was like, dude, he's moving kind of weird for a big guy. And then he threw that laser leg kick, and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> this guy's for real. Yeah, just bouncing around. Bouncing but you could around. tell but you could tell he had no fucking confidence on the ground. Hmm. He like knocked that dude down like two or three times and was like, eh, I can't oh, yeah, finish yeah. the fight. You gotta stand yeah. up. I'm sorry, yeah. 
He didn't want to like go forward whenever he's on the ground because you thought he might get kicked in the head or some shit. Yeah, you could definitely tell. Yeah, he just felt like I might get like guillotined or armbarred or this isn't my water. But I can fuck this dude up if he stands up. Yeah, but if you know that, you're just being a smart fighter. You know what I mean? You're not falling yeah. for that and going for the old smash, smash for and grab. Sure. Not to ride Israel's dick too much, but dude, he had the. I think he's so complete, dude. He has such good takedown defense that he proved that he can keep the fight standing if he wants to. Yeah, like that's the one knock on Israel is like, bro. I don't know if you could put your hands on him if he can grapple. His grappling defense is fucking top notch. He's Kevin just so Gaslam long. Is no He's so much. long compared to Kevin. Like he could sprawl out and not really get taken down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that. But Kevin's like, dude, that's a wrestler's body. Like you want to be short and stocky, and he. I mean, it definitely used to an advantage, but I don't know. I I, I was impressed. Yeah. I thought Kevin was at least going to get one takedown and maybe beat him up for thirty seconds at the end of a round or something. But damn. Yeah, dude. That shit was tight. I'm glad I yeah. watched it. Yes. I'm ready. I'm excited. I was talking about it. I'm excited for 239. That one has the most stacked card. If you thought this one was stacked, that one is fucking super stacked. Is that the July uh, one? Yes. The With John the, Jones, yeah. Thiago Santos, Emmanuel Nunez, uh, Holly Holm, Francis Ngannou, Junior Dos Santos, Jorge Masvidal, Ben Askren. That's going to be the fight. It's fucking, yes. I want to see that fight. John Jones, wow. you know, he's going to do his thing. But yes. that, that Masvidal. And Luke Rockhold fights again, too, though. Who's he fighting, though? Some, I mean, yeah, Jan right. Blankovitz. I mean, but still. Luke Rockhold's coming back in a different weight division, so we got to give him, you know, respect. Yeah, we're going to see if Askren's a real deal against Jorge Masvidal. Coming off a yes. big win. Starched yes, homeboy. Bro. Ben yes. Askren barely got the win over Lawler. So we're going to see. We're going to see. It ben. really is crazy that, like, John Jones is headlining a card, and it's super exciting to see Ben Askren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old goofball. Bro, if he can do it's early in the card, too. So, that, dude, if he beats Jorge, that, that's like both of their characters are just so good that, like, no matter who wins, it's going to be so fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, if Askren wins and he can talk shit in the UFC, like, I'm here and I'm legit. But if Horway wins and he's like, bro, I want my title shot, like, fuck Ben Askren, he was a clown. Like, it, it's going to be so good. Who's the title so holder good. in that division? I don't even know. Um. Well, now it's not fucking, fuck, who is it? It's not Who's Whitaker. The, okay. Oh, no, yeah, 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 it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's lower. Yeah. But, okay. yeah, Usman's title holder now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Fuck. belts have been changing hands, man. It's changing yeah. the guard season. It's hard to keep track. There's so many like interim belts, and yeah, yeah that kind of sucks. They need to get rid of that. But yeah. it's it's definitely there've been a lot of belt changes in the last six months. Cejudo, fucking TJ, dude, TJ Dillashaw, dude. Uh, last night, whenever I was watching, oh. um, who was it? Um, Max Holloway and um, Dustin Poirier. I was like, dude. Like, they can't be fighting for that long and, like, with that much intensity. Like, Max Holloway kept dude, going. I know he's known for his level. cardio, but, like, dude, yeah. that's, like, there's something in there. Like, there's got to be no, some No, bro. Level. That's next level, bro. God. That's, that's, that's so much respect. Like, those championship rounds are so fucking hard. And the way, like, Max, it, like, only, like, Max, Nate Diaz, and Nick Diaz act like that. Like, bro, fucking bring it on. Like, 
Yeah. Fucking warriors. We were just getting it's rocked, insane. and you're like, come on, keep bringing it. Come on, keep punching yes. me in the face. <laughs> it's like, they just like, I don't know. It's like, that's how they know. They're like, dude, this is a fight. Fuck yes. You hit me in the face. Now we're fucking fighting. Like, this feels good. This is what I fucking trained six weeks for. Yeah, that's what got me like so big behind Stylebender now, because like you knew he was good at striking, like he was an elite striker. He can come in and tag you, go out, find his range, and like, you can't really touch him. But he got touched a lot last night, and he kept yes. going. Did you see his face in the interview? Like it was so swollen, Dude, so so bad. That's he why was I thought, unrecognizable. Like, if it went to the cards, like his face looked pretty bad for as good as he was doing. If the judges were like, I mean, Gaslam looks really good, and he looks beat the fuck up. Yeah. If it wasn't for that last round. It could have been. It could have been a draw. As, as same yes. with um, the same with uh, Holloway and Poirier. Like I thought yes. it was gonna be a draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last round was definitive, man. He dropped Gaslam a few times that last round. He needed those drops. Um, and then fucking Max Holloway. That's that blood, dude. And that they need to run both those fights back if they can. Not as like rivalry matches. They don't have to happen, but. Those were exciting fucking Oh, check the tape, too. At the end of the Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier fight, Max Holloway put Dustin Poirier's arm up, like, signaling, like oh, like, he got it. Yeah, at the end. I thought it was really weird, because, you know, like, sometimes at the end where it's kind of close, like, they'll both kind of put their arms up and, like, yeah, kind of like sway won, the judges. Yeah. Holloway put Dusty, or Dustin Poirier's arm up, and I was like, that was weird. Like, you wouldn't want to do that. Up in the air, like, held his hand up? Yeah, like, he grabbed his hand, really? put it up, like, he won. Like, you got to check it out. It was weird. Like, I've never seen that happen before. Like, you don't, kind of don't want to put that in the judge's brain. Like, oh, you think Especially you Especially how that. he was acting when they were reading the names out, like, he won. Yeah. Yeah. But you're so out of it at that point. Like, you don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that's true. His, his emotions went up and down, because, like, first he was, like, shocked that he didn't win. Or not shocked, but he was like, kind of disappointed. And then after, he was, like, giving it up to him. And then I, I saw him post a, a tweet or an Instagram where, like, he wasn't fully behind the decision. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I yeah, think it's, I it's weird like when it's, you get rocked like that. Your brain. Yes. Yeah. Bro, that was the one with – um, which one was it? I think it was the, the one where the guy was getting – one of the fights the judge – like, the doctor came in between rounds and was like, bro, are you okay? Yes. Like, wasn't like you're getting like you're not cut or anything, but like bro, you're getting rocked. Like we know you have a concussion. Like just literally came in to check on him. It was insane. Oh, where home? I think that was the um the uh the same fight with the the raw meat leg because he got knocked out yes, a few I times. Think so yeah, like, and he just but, came in. Yeah, he couldn't quite finish because you can tell he didn't want to go and get trapped with something on the ground. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the um the uh fucking Khalil Roundtree fight. Yes, dude. I was like, mad respect to the UFC for that, but dude, that guy is definitely out on his feet. Yeah. Like we heard Rogan being like, I, the ring, the his corner should call the fight, like have have him fight another day. But then he ra- he lasted that last round, so you can't really say much if he yeah. finished the fight. He still there lost, was another but. one of those fights too, where like the dude was. I think it might no, it wasn't that one. I think it was the Joe Ban fight where like the dude was getting beat the fuck up, but like you couldn't really call it. And, like, I was so glad the ref didn't call the fight and just let him scramble and, like, let him kind of get beat up and roll out of it. Like, yeah. I didn't remember that, that fight. fight too. No, it I was right at the fight. end where, like, the ref definitely could have called it for, like, the dude getting dropped and not moving. But, like, they just kept rolling and, like, letting him keep fighting and, like, didn't make it. It was the Joe Band fight for sure. Okay, yeah, I didn't see that fight. But, no, it was, it was intense. But, no, it was, it was good, good refereeing 
good doctors stepped in there. I'm glad they didn't call the Holloway fight. It wasn't bleeding in his eyes. That was fucking fortunate for him. Uh, it happened to be bleeding like right down his nose, which was so lucky. So still looks lucky. so gnarly though. There's so much blood. Yes. So yeah, and Israel got cut right below his eye. His cut was so fucking lucky too. Like yeah. it was gnarly, but they they scraped by on the skin of their teeth. Yeah, man. Great night for fights. Speaking of fighting, speaking of combat sports, how what are you doing with the old Jai Jatsu over there? Jai Jatsu is coming back into the fold. It has been taken I fucking it's been taking the third wheel to to the podcast and comedy and trying to figure out how to organize my time. Yeah. So I got to get back onto this jujitsu grind heavier, but I just need to figure out how to swing all these fucking hobbies I'm trying to fucking push right now. Yeah, I get it, dude. I get it. We got a lot of shit going on. How much would do you want to go a week though, and how much would you have to go to get to where you want to be? Like, do you have to go every day? Is it is jujitsu like that? Uh, how I was doing it before with my other schedule, I kind of liked going every day. I need to go like, I want to say four or five, but like three to five times a week. But then also I want to get on stage like fucking three to four times a week. And then I want to do the podcast like twice a week. So it's like some of those days got to fucking sacrifice. Yeah. And... It's figuring out, like, do I want to do jiu-jitsu once a week? And do I want to do fucking the pot? Like, I don't know. So it's been it's been that, that balance lately. Yeah, man. I get it. I get the it, I get it. The are going through it. How's, uh, I've been seeing, uh, saw your, I wouldn't say snaps, but Insta stories. Still working the, working the stage. How's, uh, comedy up there? Yeah. Um, I actually went to my first improv show. I didn't do improv, but I went. It was like a cool little improv troupe. Uh, yeah, just still writing. Um, I haven't been back Sorry. since we've. Uh, I haven't been back up since we came back from Los Angeles. Well, it's time. This I week know. is the week we we crack back into it. Yep, I'm going up Monday. Um, got a spot Thursday. Trying to go up Wednesday at this shitty bar, but yeah, Grand Rapids like their scene's cool, but it's the same six people. You know what I mean? See, that's I, that's the phase I'm on right now. I just got to get used to doing this set for the next fucking three weeks in front of the same 18 people. Just do different shit every okay time. Don't it. do the same shit. Can't. Don't do this. I can't. I can't. That's what I've been doing. What do you mean? That's what made me self-conscious in the beginning because I realized like the first two or three shows, I was like, okay, this is the same fucking 12 people that I keep traveling to every these shows with. I do not want to be the guy who does the same set every time because... I get annoyed listening to this dude same set, yeah. and like I didn't do the same thing twice a lot. But yeah. I realized I wasn't really getting better at any of them, so now I just got to get over being self conscious about it and just do that same set. Mm. And just try to like work it out and not. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, because I was feeling like, dude, ah, this feels lame. Am I gonna do this shit over and over? Like, but I just got to get over it. Yeah. But yeah, I went to my first improv show. That shit, like, whenever I got back from it whenever I got home like I went and like wrote just because like I, w- I was so like I hate when people say this inspired but those guys were so good it was like a six person what kind of troop. like improv show was it like, like call from the audience or like they already have skits together yeah they or? took um suggestions from the audience but they had like pre kind of like written um scenarios so like one was called like um telephone pretty much where, like one guy comes out they do like what do you what activity do you do in the morning, 
afternoon and the evening and like the people were in the back like the rest of the troop so like mm -hmm. um the morning was like you wake up and you make breakfast okay cool got that afternoon was you go to the um you save a cat from a tree and then mm -hmm. in the evening um no the afternoon was you go skydiving and the evening you save a cat from a tree like just three activities that would happen in, in like the normal course of a day course of a day Mm -hmm. So like, um, the one person acts it out in front of the second person who comes out. Okay. And then the second person who saw the guy act it out without any words or anything has mm -hmm. to explain it to the third person. And then they have to act it out again. Right. So it's like a big game of telephone where if it, it eventually turned into like one guy waking up and like, um, burning his house down. That's what, the, <laughs> and then the second one was, um, waiting at a bus stop and like flailing around cause like bullies are coming. I don't know. It was weird, but like it turned into like a whole bunch of different things. Okay. That's and it's just like, it, it's like a good formula, but like, it's not like, you don't know what's going to happen every time, but right. you can tell they worked out that formula before. How Does many people were in the troop? There were four guys, four or five guys and one girl. Four guys, one girl. Hmm. Yeah. Um, shout Interesting out to ratio. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, tiny breakfast. That was the name of the, the improv troop. Okay. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And they just played different games and. Yeah, act out like a movie scene that was called out from the audience. Shit like that. Shout out to Tiny Breakfast. Yeah, dude, it was really cool. Bro, improv wouldn't be a bad idea, you know? It could be fun. It just, they were Did so Did they call quick. anybody from the audience to, like, do any, like, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, two people came at the end, came up at the end. That was the movie one where, like, they just um, called out different words and made a whole movie scene behind it and tied it all together at the end. It was it was crazy, man. Like okay. I don't get how they can just do that on the spot. You can tell they've been together and doing it together for years, but to just still be that on the ball and make it funny and make it cohesive and yeah, it was it was pretty impressive, dude. Okay. Pretty impressive. Oh, why been to one? Ugh, couldn't have been that funny, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've only been to one improv show and that was at FSU, but it was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, improv is pretty good. It just feels more interactive than a comedy show, too. Yeah, it feels more like a show. You know what I mean, right? It's not some yeah. prepared like thing. Mm-hmm. Feels good. You no, know, makes you makes you feel good. Hell yeah! I think ooh, a good premise for a fucking improv show would be to get like four people if they're like a five person group. Get five people from the audience to see if they could do their own improv skit to like build something and do like an improv battle. That'd be funny. No, you can tell these people, they've been, like I said, together for a couple of years doing it. And like they're like theater exactly. kids. It's, it's hard to do it and keep it enjoyable. And like the audience, Yeah, but that's the it. audience interaction. You know, you split, like there's five of them there. You get like two on one team, three on the other. They recruit five randos from the audience. They make up the other team. You tell the audience people how to be funny for like 30 seconds. And you're like, all right, we're going to do this bit. They're going to do that bit. Ours is going to be funnier. And then the rest of the audience decides. Boom. Okay. Girlfriends are laughing. Fucking coworkers are laughing. Everybody's having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, improv's cool. But the thing that I've not liked about improv in the past is, like, I've never learned anything from an improv set. I was entertained for an hour. Mm. Like, I used to watch Whose Line Is It Anyway. Like, you're entertained, but, like, I don't remember anything from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it like, doesn't change you. Yeah, it doesn't change your opinion on anything. Um, but yeah, nonetheless. That's a deeper message. I like that, you know? Yeah, I think that's why I like stand up more. It's just because like, you can learn new ideas and perspectives. 
Oh, okay. One thing I did learn though, it was funny and like no one else like laughed at it. Um, and it's kind of like cool to, it'll be like a cool little podcast thing. Capitalism. All right. They're like, they had some skit on capitalism just cause the word came up and they're like, um, create a solution and sell the problem or no, create a problem and sell the solution. Capitalism. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. <laughs> no, I have. Yeah. I've, you know, I've never thought of it like that. I feel like that's liberal hysteria. Like everyone's so capitalist. They're just, there's no real problems in the world. You know, if you create a fucking a bathroom issue and then say that you're the woke person who solved the bathroom issue, you know what I mean? We've or you ever see really those had a bathroom issue. True. You're just, you're just a, a bathroom salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping bathroom signs. Hell yeah. <laughs> Your company needs new bathroom signs to be tolerant in this work first community. <laughs> yeah. Cause why, I mean, why are there men and women's restrooms? Like, why isn't there just one big restroom? Like there's stalls and then there's urinals. Yeah, the, the, and you, you close the door anyway. I don't know if like, I don't know. Guys and girls fart different or, or what, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could all just go into a stalled out bathroom and, uh, you know, figure it out. Yeah. I think it's just cause women don't want men to know how messy they are, you know? Mm. So what if women created this whole fucking fiasco in the first place? Right. Men are like, I'll fucking shit anywhere. I, I'll shit in the sink. <laughs> if that's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit in a trough next to 30 other dudes. <laughs> yeah, I don't even need doors. Yeah. I'll Fuck fucking that. shit on the handle. <laughs> Should I piss my pants if you'd have sex with me still? <laughs> so, we don't need no The only bathroom. reason I'm going in that room is because you won't let me shit my pants and still have <laughs> sex with me. Shit, the only reason I learned how to lay tile was to make bathrooms <laughs> for you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fucking ruled the world's bathrooms. <laughs> it all started from a fucking bathroom, bruh. Dude, I used to clean the bathrooms at Dillard's in the mall, and women are disgusting. One lady, really? she had um, a miscarriage in the bathroom. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. In Sephora, or next to Sephora, Whoa. at the mall, 2011, 2012, some lady was like, I'm sick, I'm going to the bathroom. Then she came out and, yeah, I had to clean up the blood. She came out. No, 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 no. You don't say it. She came out. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She said she was sick. Came out. Yeah. Miscarriage. Yeah. I don't know how miscarriages work, Wait, but that was the word. No, what, I, what, did, what really happened? She came out. She was like, uh, something happened in the bathroom. <laughs> like, yeah. She said, I think I've just lost my baby or something to the. I wasn't there whenever <gasps> she first came out. I just had to go clean oh. it up. And there was blood all over the floor. In oh the, my uh, lord! Handicap bathroom, and uh, paramedics were called. The doctors Whoa. were called. Yeah, it was crazy. She had to stay there and like wait for them to get there. Yeah, she did. She was. She super was embarrassed like, and. Oh my god! Did sickly. she seem like a healthy lady? Um, it was early on in the pregnancy. Like she didn't wasn't showing at all or anything. It wasn't. But like, did she look like she was unhealthy? As in like too fat or like drugged no, out or like? It was probably like a like a thirty year old. African American lady. Um, Whoa! Yeah, that's insane. And honestly, I thought she was being a little overdramatic, but you think she might have 
might have instigated the the miscarriage might have yeah might have no nah, uh, i was just joking i don't know i don't know how a miscarriage <laughs> that hurts <laughs> yeah she was very animated and yeah sheesh yeah dillard's dillard's man where babies don't happen <laughs> dude i have so many dillard stories fucking great really yeah or malls were like the fucking creepiest of the creepy people yeah and like i didn't work like i didn't like sell clothes like i was in the back like i like i knew like the real people who like like were there like three hours before the mall (laughs) like like i knew the people there it was dope Mm. what's another good dillard story um not really like a story but basically like there was just like a theft ring going on (laughs) like uh, like there's like a Cuban guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but he would like go and take all the broken sunglasses and then just like go and break sunglasses and then put them <laughs> in the broken sunglasses thing to go and sell to people. And like he eventually got caught and no He'd one like really break them a little bit and then like take them and then fix them. Yeah, and then sell them and like I've got like a couple belts from Dillard. I got one belt from Dillard's, but like had the opportunity to steal a whole bunch of belts. <laughs> wow. Um, is it like airport, like baggage claim, kind of? What do you mean? Like y'all just have a bunch of inventory at your disposal? Yeah, there's a truck that comes in, and we scan everything that comes off the truck into inventory. So if it never makes it to inventory, <laughs> it just fell off the truck. <laughs> That's literally where it fell off the truck came from. <laughs> oh, my God. Or like they do bullshit like there's a comforter, and there's like one stitch wrong in it. And, like, they have to throw yeah. away everything, and people are just like, I'm taking that. That's my new comforter. Oh, uh, it's so like the outlet store kind of shit. Like, this is a, a misstitch. Yeah. This is outlet material. But if, if people see that and you're just throwing everything away not trying to resell it, they're going to steal it. Or they're just going to damage things and then take it and say it was, you know, damaged. Or, and yeah, I wouldn't mind a little bit damaged fucking, you know, where the, the top doesn't quite go on the cologne bottle. Sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to have so many testers and smell so good. Mm. I think that's the is, – is cologne going out of style? I feel like it is, girls yeah. don't make as much a big deal about smells anymore. Yeah. Just don't smell bad and you'll be fine. Yeah. But it's not like – I don't know. Maybe it's, it was a young – maybe that's a young man's game, you know? Maybe I never cologne really, is a young man's game. I never really wore a lot of cologne, though, because I thought it was, like, just a little too pompous, a little too – tacky did you ever do like old spice or axe or anything um in middle school whenever like you're first learning like oh i smell like shit like right like you didn't really know what deodorant was <laughs> oh this is gym class okay oh yeah i'm my yeah everything's sweaty now and your hormones are raging yeah i used to overindulge yeah. with a little axe in the in the gym room <laughs> overindulge yeah uh, yeah, I feel like that. It was like back when Kurt, like back when your grandparents would get you fucking cologne, <laughs> and you used to be excited. It's a young man's game. Yeah. Nowadays, like I guess, yeah, just, just get good body wash and and don't sweat after you get out of the shower. <laughs> yeah, and it's the it's popular to like if a guy does really smell Dracar Noirish. To be like, oh my god, this guy is so cheesy. Like it's 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 not really like cool anymore to to yeah, smell but, you from a mile away. Like this yeah, is yeah, but is it not sexy though? It's not like damn, this guy fucking smells. I feel nothing. as a man, I feel sexiest whenever a girl leans in on me and she's like, oh, you smell good. Like like she can't like tell before 
Yes. She gets close. Like it has to be like you're almost on my neck to smell it. And that's when it's mm. attractive, I think. Just a hint mm. to all you bachelors. <laughs> Bachelors. Yeah, dating tips. Exactly. So you, you spray it out into the open and then just rub the nozzle on your neck, you know? Don't actually put the pheromones on you. Just put the residue on Don't your do skin. the walkthrough. Yeah, don't do that. that. <laughs> the walkthrough is middle school. <laughs> walk forward, walk back. Under the shirt, boom, and you're ready to go. God, just so many <laughs> tips and tricks from the relatables. How to raise a man, you know? If you've got any single mothers out there, how to raise a man. Coming to you from the relatables. All right, I know you got to get out of here soon. You got to get ready for the, the the Game of Thrones watch party. So we'll just pull up some articles. Yeah, do um, you not watch Game of Thrones? No, I do. I just um, I'm not going to like a watch party. I'm just going to watch it by my lonesome. Uh, you got the way any predictions? Got any theories? No, I haven't done the recaps. I meant to do that today. I kind of woke up late. It's going to yeah, do. I'm a not re- a recap guy either, though. Yeah, but like sh- what's the 30 minute recaps? Like the episodes or like. Go back through the seasons. No, not not rewatch everything. But yeah, I do the um, like I, I wanted to do the recap for all the seasons just to get my brain going. Yeah, I'd watch one of those, maybe like a forty-five minute little kind of character recap. Yeah, I need to do that. But no, that's why watch. I think I like the watch parties because Game of Thrones people like just like talking about it. So like, I feel like if I'm there, they'll tell me enough. Yeah, but then they're talking through the fucking episode, and they got people who aren't yeah, really but then into you it. Shut them the fuck up. Yeah. You know, it's, this isn't a Star Wars movie where we clap as we fucking see Welcome to the fucking Universe. Mm. You know, yeah. like, the, let's just fucking watch it. We got our wine. We got our extracurriculars. It's time to fucking watch. As soon as that fucking after explaining with the directors inside the Thrones thing comes on, then we can fucking talk about it. <laughs> you watch those too? I fucking love those. Yeah. Those are like my favorite parts. <laughs> it's like, I don't get what happened. And then <laughs> yeah, why would you it. do that? They told me why. Yeah. So uh, Game of Thrones on tonight. What's going on in yes. the world? Um, you kind of alluded to it earlier. Disney reveals details of its Netflix rival, Disney Plus, Bro. including price and release date. Netflix had a run. They had a good run. But, uh... The rest of the competitors just laced up their sneakers. Oh, yeah. They're in the game now. They've checked in. They threw up the yes. dust. They, uh, yes. Yeah. Disney's about to have a fucking banger. This one's for the kids, bro. If you're raising kids and you don't have the Disney subscription for all the like the Disney movies and the shows, like I feel like that's going to be one of those must-haves. Right Back in the day, it was Netflix only. Then it became Netflix and Hulu for your TV. And then... Everybody kind of just started having ABC, their own service ones. Mm-hmm. Disney's a game changer. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I never really watched Disney. Disney is like a kid thing, though. So if you implant your brand inside kids' brains, eventually those kids grow up to be an adult, be adults. Exactly. They spend money. They have money. And they take over. And Disney exactly. takes over. But I think Disney... And all this shit, all Netflix, all this is going to eventually get bought up by Amazon. And Amazon will control everything. I think so. Bezos Bezos is a, is a man possessed. You know, he trimmed the fat, as, as, some, men would, yeah. as some divorced men would say. Um, she got him for half, but half and 21% of the shares. But uh, he's still alive and he's still, still kicking. That's so crazy, dude. But yeah, I think Amazon, they're just, they're on that, that long game. And uh, 
I'm going to see what Disney does, see what Netflix does to combat Disney. It's like watching your two little siblings fight and being like, I'm going to take the inheritance anyways, little guy, so <laughs> relax. I don't know. Disney, I feel like he, they're, they're, I don't know. I feel like they're past it. Right now, they're riding the nostalgia. Like, when you take your kids to Disney, your four-year-old doesn't give a fuck who Goofy is. You just want to tell them to take a picture with Goofy because mm. it's nostalgic to you. You know mm. what I mean? That goes back to the Andrew Schultz theory of nostalgia. Like, that's why all those OJ documentaries, you know, the R. Kelly documentary, the, you know, the, what else is nostalgic? Like, mm. everything that, like, reminds people of their past, like the, like the 18 to 34-year-olds, everything that reminds them of childhood, the nostalgia yeah. is big right now. That was his Right, theory. like Aladdin, Lion King. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All the people with the monies. Ah, you plant it young, and then you call back later in life when they have some cash flow to spend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn. Now, did, that's a, that's the long game. Did you hear his Nespresso story that he he told on every podcast? Did you hear that? Mm-mm. Um, so. Nespresso was trying to come into the Japanese market to sell coffee. And oh, they, I do remember it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, met, they met with a consultant who was like, it's not going to happen right now. Like, coffee in Japan is just not a thing. Um, you're not going to sell any any units, any products, but you can in 10 to 15 years, and I'll explain how. And they explain how, like, you have to, like, make little toys. You have to make cartoons, and it'll have coffee in it, and eventually those kids watching those cartoons and having those toys and exchanging those little, you know, those game cards, like, they will know what coffee is, and in 10 to 15 years, they'll spend money on coffee. And they did that. Mm-hmm. And now coffee's huge in Japan. And uh, Yes. It's a beautiful that's, tale. That's the that's that that's, that's big business, you know. Yeah. That's where you have enough money to not have to worry about the day to day operations, and you're thinking long game. Yeah. How that's, do we position ourselves for the future? Yeah. That's chess, and everyone else is playing like basic checkers. Right. That's you know? what. That's the old money. You know, new money is trying to get the old money, and the old money is like, bro, we're trying to think for for fucking generations. Yeah. We're trying to find that oil field. You guys are you guys are mining like your little oil deposits. We're trying to find that field, that Saudi Arabia. Right, we're looking for a new Saudi Arabia. We're we're going to Mars, motherfucker. Y'all can have Earth. <laughs> Earth is for the birds. Yeah. So Disney, big deal. Um, there's some local stories, some local Florida stories that have been like fucking grabbing my what eyes. What? Um, there is a story in which, in which, uh, I don't, I, let's not do murder stories, actually. Let's keep murder. This mm. is a, um, that was a Jacksonville, Florida story, though. Well, so, well, I mean, let's, let's test the one. What, what kind of murder? Um, there was a kid who, whenever he was four years old, he said his dad killed his mom and no one believed him. And then they went to go sell the house like decades after and found his mom's body underneath the pool. Oh. Wow. And that was a Florida story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His mom just vanished one day and everyone thought it was her husband. They couldn't prove it. And then uh, they found her, her body. Yeah. Crazy. Well, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's, that's a, a murder story. Yeah. That's a Florida story though. Um, Florida another man strikes again. Another Florida story. 27 graves were found at a, at the Dozier School of Boys, or for boys in Mariana. Um, 
yeah there's just basically like there's this uh this boys home where people got in trouble like young kids got in trouble they were sent to this place it's like kid jail pretty much and there's a lot of instances of abuse and murder oh they just found like 27 graves there it's crazy that is that's a rough one you know yeah that no. is a rough one. The reason why that came up to me is because I, I listened to a podcast. I don't know if it was Ari Shafir or someone, but they had someone on someone on who went to that school. Holy in shit. In Florida. Yeah, that's why I was like kind of perked up for me. And he was talking they about like, the abuse. Yeah. So uh, I'll put the link in somewhere to to that podcast and the story. So, yeah, these yes. are downers, man. I don't like talking about murder. This isn't. This yeah, isn't we really ended on some on some on some small stuff. I will bring it back to a highlight note. The fucking website is looking sharp. You know, it's the not fucking, quite. Yeah, it, it 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 looks good. It doesn't look purple and light purple. It mm. doesn't look like it's in construction status. It looks like we're back on our feet. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. It looks like we're out of prison and we got a fucking job throwing newspapers. You know, we don't quite we don't quite got benefits. But we're back in society. <laughs> we're on Medicaid still, but <laughs> <laughs> we're getting by. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still trying to work on that. I want to do a thing where we can add content that doesn't go to our feed, um, but I can do it daily. And I think I have to add a second blog onto that. So I got to figure that See, out. That's I wanna... the one thing about WordPress why I just cannot figure out how to not have a main post blog. Right. Yeah. It's so fucking complicated. And it might be a WordPress thing. It might just be we don't know what we're doing. Um, I did a little coding. There's some CSS in there if you go and look at the CSS editor just to center okay. shit and try to make it look decent that way. But I got a long way to go. Um, I wanna, yeah. Like I said, I want to do like a daily thing where I write like 250 words, just what's going on, and put it together at the end of the week and have a podcast about it. Mm, and just okay. keep – I want to keep content going every day. That's the goal. That's what we got to do. We'll do that. Post, yeah. keep posting these fucking news articles, whether they're murder or not. We can keep posting links to these. Yeah. Have our own little fucking world star one-stop shop for for interesting articles and shit. That can be dope. And uh, I want to get people to contribute content, too. Um, it'll be f- free at first. We can't really pay you. But eventually, if we get, you know, <laughs> ad revenue and money. Do not say that. No, for real. Eventually, you got to pay people for, like, giving you content. If we have ad revenue coming in, then that's the goal. Um, that's the, here's the bigger, bigger goal. If you're listening and you know anything local, homegrown, just artesian, shout it out. If you anything homegrown, we're not gonna shout out the fucking Chick Fil A. We will shout out your fucking Earthstone and jewelry. We will shout out your fucking local roofing company. We will shout out your fucking. But but keep it local, you know. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. I meant that's people. what I'm talking about, though. No, because that's where you get the early the small. You start with checkers, bro, and then you get to chess. No, this will be. This, we can talk about this off air. But I want I want people to submit content that we use that's recurring. Like um, someone who we know who does music, they write a 500 word blog every week, or you know what I meant. Like they contribute to the. So there's more eyes going to the website. So you eventually can get ad revenue and we'll pay you the ad revenue eventually once we get it. But we have to have constant content coming in. So people go and there's eyes to the website. This is a whole game. And uh, I'll explain the rules later. (laughs) (laughs) It's called business. I'll explain it to you later. (laughs) 
But yeah, that's All what right. I want to do. But, I, but I, uh, yeah, we'll have we'll have business discussions. We'll have a uh, quarter two meetings uh, related to the relatables coming up. Yeah. Uh, this has been episode 120. 120. Yeah, and uh, I just want to drop one more thing. If you want to give us content, if you want to put stuff out there, get your name out there, email us at therelatablespodcast at gmail.com. Let me know, and we'll start throwing some shit up there. We'll boost you up, boost each other up. And yeah, that's it, man. Episode 120. Therelatablespodcast at gmail.com. Yes. If If you don't email us in three days, every email in my contact is getting spammed. Yep. All of you. Yep. You're all getting Nigerian requests for fucking money. Mm-hmm. And or viruses, you know? And or LimeWire slash Bill fucking Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that money. Fucking. All right. I'm Zach. <laughs> That's Dean. No, I'm keep, Dean. Keep liking, sharing, subscribing, and as always, stay, stay relatable. relatable. Why honest. did you do it like that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're out. Thanks.
all of me on my knees, normally harmony, bumblebee, hummingbird, I'm a nerd, study you, what do you, WWF, we fighting, we might need counseling, possibly more so me, sounds to me, frowns will be grounds to leave, hounds will be looking for you before you drop a tear, I pray them, stop pretending that I ain't him, I ain't them, them some dumpling, I remember when you start dying, them silver heads and start hiding from your age, I ask why I come, amazing how time can run away from us, I'm no nun, you're no priest, but I promise, hun, you gon' see a phenomenon, come with me like it's Ramadan, I don't eat like it's Comic-Con, I'm a freak for you, yeah! Begging now, pretty please, with cherries on top. Harry, wet twat, Harry, get tough, man, don't give up. And if your gut tells you to strut, then strut, then I'll hail you a car. But what man won't beg? You know I'm nutmeg. I will show up on a little moped with a little puppet. It'll be fluffy. We will untough and we can discuss it. You know I'm suffering. I don't miss my friend. I don't like my fan. Bent up till it come well. That's ill if I'm sweet stuff. Will it won't push stuck. Fill it on leaks. That minimum week gon' get along. Peace and intercom. Jesus, been along. Peace. I am me. I'm please. I'm feeling down. Please. I'm feeling down. Please. I'm feeling down.